You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with hosts Rick and Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello and welcome to Trucking 101, surviving your first year. My name is Rick and beside me is my gorgeous wife, Melissa. First thing we want to do is apologize for last week. We're new at doing this and we had some technical problems last week that ended up ending the show. If you have a question or a comment, a topic or a suggestion, press one and we'll get you on the show. Okay, so we need to finish up a few things from last week on trip planning. Some of the things I wanted to mention that I didn't get to was some of the helpful apps that you can use when you're planning to park. Uh, Trucker's Path is a good app. It lets you know where all the parking is uh, anywhere around the country, including Walmarts. And it also lets you know how much parking availability there is Trucker's Path, in case you didn't hear me right, Trucker's Path, P-A-T-H. Uh, just look it up in the App Store or the Play Store under Trucker's Path, P-A-T-H. And it lets you know uh, where all the parking is and how much parking is available. It does require participation, though. So if you want to take advantage of the app, you're going to want to participate and let people know what the parking situation is where you are. So that's a really good one. Uh, TA and Petro is the second best app out there. It tracks all of the parking available parking spaces in um, all the TA and Petro truck stops. Uh, so that's a, that's a great one to have. It's the only truck stop app that does that. So that's my favorite. The other two are the My Pilots app and the Love app. They just let you know how much parking is there, not how much is available. And, uh, and but, you know, it's, it's good to know where the truck stops are. They're all apps, every single one of them, My Pilot and Love. PA Petro, My Pilot, Loves, they're all apps. Okay, so just look those up in the Play Store or the uh, – the App Store. I forgot the name of the thing. I have an iPhone, too. <laughs> or the App Store, and, and you'll find them. So uh, if you have a question, a comment, a topic, or a suggestion, press 1, and we'll get you on the show. Next thing you want to do is you want to bring Seth on. He was actually going to be on last week, and, and things ran a little long and got kind of confused and everything broke down. So we're going to bring him on now because he's got some uh, what we think are important tips on, on trip planning. Hey, Seth. How you doing? Oh, hey. How's it going? Going well. How about yourself? Oh, we're doing all right. We're sitting here in Iowa. At a rest, speaking of parking, we're at a rest area right now, so we can talk to you. Okay, so what do you yeah, got yeah. for trip planning for solo drivers? Well, when I was a... I haven't done. I didn't do solo driving a whole lot, but you know, like when Rebecca was out with a broken shoulder, I did do um, some uh, some solo driving. 
I know, I remember back from training, oh, many years ago now, um, that, you know, they kind of said to just set kind of a 12-hour schedule, so I did mine from, like, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. because I knew when I went solo that, like, 7 p.m. seemed like, yeah, it's about the time when all the parking starts to fill up. So it's like, okay, so it's like, okay, begin when everybody's clearing out and stop when everybody's kind of coming back in. Now, I know that's not always possible because sometimes your load will, like, pick up or drop off at these weird hours. God, God knows we've had some pick up at, like, 4 a.m. or what, what have you. Um, and then, you know, for me driving midnight to noon, you know, it's like you have to know, to, have to know a little bit better where the nighttime parking spots are because they can, you know, the smaller stops and even some of the bigger ones can fill up really quick. Um, so, you know, it's like, and then for solos, I know you like you have to look at the load and see how many loaded miles it is, and whether you can uh, finish a whole trip or not in one shift. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. So it's like, okay, once that happens, it's like, okay, where am I going? Where am I stopping for this night before I can go deliver the next shift? And sometimes, you know, even then, it's like depending on where you are. Like you might have to shift things around an hour or two. You might have to like stop at six so you can get out because that's the only place available, or stop at eight because that's the only place available. These other factors that are uh, measuring in. Yep. Are you still there, Seth? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we lost you. Go ahead. Yeah, we agree with you. The uh, it's important to get that to get that rhythm going on on getting stops because you got to you got to make sure you get stopped in time to have a parking place when you when you have that uh, when you when you get ready to stop because boy if you stop too late that's when the problems really begin. Yeah. So agree yeah, with everything you, you said. Know, being a, being a solo driver, you can't like with a team you can't like just go somewhere and then park in one spot for 15 minutes and hand it off to your partner and get going again. So it's like, yeah, you want right. to stop, you got to be somewhere that's, you know, safe and legal. Right, and another thing that a solo driver could check on would be being able to park at the shipper or the receiver. That would really solve big problems if they could do that. Yeah, that, that sometimes helps. We've done that even as team drivers. We'll park at shippers or receivers, some places, you know, there's a few places we know of that'll let you do a, do it a lot, you know, and a lot of places are just too small or don't have to park in either, so you got to watch out for that. Yeah. Right, so mainly with a solo driver, you have to really be careful with your hours and make sure you have enough hours to uh, either deliver the load or find a place to park until you can deliver the load. Right, right. But yeah, so, and you know you have to also look at the work assignment to make sure that you know you have. We have to look at your hour, your your clocks. Make sure you, that all works up with your work assignment. Look at the work assignment itself. Make sure you can work your clocks into the work assignment. Be able to deliver on time or within the window. Okay. Thank be, you very that, much. That can take Anything else you want to add before we move on? Uh, no, I think I've got it. Okay. 
All right. Thanks, Seth. We right. appreciate thanks you calling for, in. Thanks a lot for your input. All right. Thanks, thanks for having me. Okay. Okay. We Our topic for tonight uh, is uh, focused on the fun side of trucking. Our target audience is, is brand-new drivers in their first year. We also hope to reach people who are considering trucking as a career. This part of the show is for them. There are... There are other podcasts about what what it is like to be a trucker uh, that you can listen to. Podcasts uh, that we've done. That we've done. You can yes. find them on letstruck.com slash audio road. Uh, a few of them are lifestyles of trucking, parts one and two. Uh, another one is uh, a career in the trucking industry, how to get started. And the other one is first year stories, gives you a little insight into things that can go wrong as a truck driver. That was actually fun too, though. There are a lot of perks to being a truck driver and a lot of opportunities to have fun out here in the truck. We are going to start telling stories about stuff that we did to have fun in our first year as a truck driver. But if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, anything you want to say, please press 1 and we will get you on the show. Okay. So our first story is actually going to come from Becky. Oh, she's in the screen room. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, she's back. Hey, Becky. You available? Maybe not. I may have to go to Ross. Hi, Becky. Did I catch you in the middle of the screen of a call? Uh, yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think Lisa took over for you, though. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. All okay, let's hear your story. Well, um, we were, and this is, you know, this is some of the fun things you can do in in trucking. And don't be afraid to get out and figure out where you can go. Most people, if they're in their first year of trucking, they're probably with a big carrier. That has its advantages because big carriers generally have terminals and drop lots everywhere. Um, use those to your advantage. Russ and I um, went and we knew we were going to drop at a customer out in the L.A. area. We had our, um, uh, we called them, uh, I, I don't even remember what, Schneider's changed the name of their dispatchers, you know, many times over. But um, we called and said, push us out like a day and a half. And so we dropped the trailer at the customer. We didn't pick up an empty, and we bobtailed to Magic Mountain. And we spent all day at Magic Mountain riding roller coasters, having fun, just taking the day off. And, in fact, we would laugh because every time we would get on a tall roller coaster, we could actually see the orange pumpkin sitting in the parking lot, no matter what ride we were on, because it kind of stands out in the crowd. We had a great day that day. Um, bobtailed over to a nice restaurant, squeezed the bobtail in, and went and had a nice dinner afterwards, and um, had a great time. So just get out, kind of figure out. There's um, all kinds of uh, things now that we didn't have back then, like Uber and 
uh, shoot your phone, can get you a rental car brought to you now, and all sorts of things that really weren't the norm back when we did the Magic Mountain thing. So uh, go out and have fun. Do some do some different things. Yeah, and uh, so that was almost sort of like a free vacation. The only thing you guys had to pay for was the tickets to get into the park, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Are you, is that a yes? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. That's, uh, that's, uh, oh, my gosh, we've been cooped up all day, and, yeah, we're we're ready to go out and play park. Yeah. 45 more minutes, guys, you'll be able to go out and play. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Becky. Uh huh. Bye bye. We'll let you get back. We'll let you get back to screening calls. Okay. Okay. We actually have another caller on the line that wants to share his experience of best practices. Tad in Arizona. Hi, Tad. You're on the air. Hi, Hi. Ted. It's Chad. Sorry, not Ted. Chad. Oh, Chad. No, you're fine. Uh, to, to the first. To the first-year drivers that are out there, a few things I'll point out to you that will really help you out. Uh, when it comes to, like, keeping your long form and your medical card and your bills of lighting together, what I did is I went to, like, Walmart or Target, and I bought one of those med uh, five-star uh, plastic folders. And what I do is I put my long form on the right-hand side. It has a clear pocket. And for the guys that have the smaller medical cards, slide your medical card in that clear pocket. And then on the left-hand side, keep your bills of lighting. So if you get stopped on the roadside or you get called into the steel house, you hand them that folder, they're opening up. You're, you're neat and you're presentable. And I can tell you right now from firsthand experience, uh, I, I, you know, they, they may have planned to do a lot more, but when they see how neat and organized it is, they may have just like, maybe I need to go to somebody else. Now, we can't prove that that happens, but, it, you know, it's one of those things where if you're neat and you're prepared, they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. They, they don't want to waste their time with you. Uh, another thing I've been seeing here recently is a lot of the new drivers that are coming out. That, that you know that uh, if you're if you're needing help with something at, at these shippers and receivers, find an experienced driver and ask for some advice. I mean, it, it's it doesn't hurt. Uh, I had to ask for advice when I had, during my first year uh, solo, and I grew up around it. My grandfather was an independent contractor for 45 years, and I rode with him when I was younger. Uh, another thing is the only thing. Are you still there? Kind of breaking up. Okay, I think we're losing the line there. Um still there. Can you hear us? Oh, he dropped. Okay. Well, hopefully Chad can call back in and... Chad. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the screen. Hopefully Chad can call back in and finish up what he was going to tell us. Just to, yeah, just to expand yeah. on one of the comments that he made was he was talking about organization and presenting yourself as a professional driver, and I agree with him 100% that if you walk into a, a scale house with uh, everything in order and prepared to answer any question that they ask and show them, you know, your stuff, your medical card, your bill of ladings and your registration and all the stuff that they're looking for. I be- I agree with him that I think you're going to have a much easier time of it. It, it may, you, you may not spend more than just a couple of minutes there with the guy going, thanks a lot. Head on down the road, you know, so, so thanks a lot for that input, Chad. And uh, if you get back on here in time, don't forget as you're out here, 
look for guys that are that are looking for advice. If their head's hung down, you know, try and catch their eye and say good morning or good evening to them and give them a chance to ask you a question and, and tell them about this podcast or, or just help with whatever's going on. Thanks again for the call. Yeah, and he mentioned uh, asking experienced drivers for help. Uh, absolutely do do that. But don't get discouraged if you end up with somebody that uh, is just, you know, an angry individual and unhappy with the world and tells you that trucking sucks and you should quit right now while you're ahead. <laughs> don't really. get discouraged by that. Move on and try to find somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't get discouraged by what people tell you. Let's, let's go on oh, now I'm with sorry. the uh, – Wait, I have, I have to just mention one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I, want, I want to thank Chad for calling in too. And I want to encourage everybody else listening to call in if you're an experienced driver and offer advice to new drivers. That's, this is what this show is all about. We're not just here to answer questions from new drivers. We want to share advice from experienced drivers to those new drivers that are listening right. to this. So uh, thank you, Chad. And uh, we do have another caller on the line that wants to share a story from his first year. And anybody else that wants to share anything, please press 1 and we'll get you on the show. Okay. We have Dale in Florida. Hi, Dale. How's it going? Hi, Dale. Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing um, good. Well, I was, this is, I've been out here 22 years, and my first year driving, I was running flatbed, and me and a driver and his son were, were delivering in Evansville, Indiana, and they have canoeing there. And I'm normally the kind of driver Where's the next load? Can I pick it up early? And, you know, no nonsense, keep me going. And I called my dispatcher up, and she says, well, we don't have a load for you right now. And I was like, good. And she's like, what? <laughs> and she, could, she couldn't believe that I was, I was actually saying that. I was like, good, I'm going canoeing. And she's like, oh, I hate you. And, <laughs> and so uh, it was it was. She was she's a, a, adorable. I loved her, and she was great. And but she says, "Well, have fun," and uh, it was a blast. Got a sunburn and everything, but you know, me and another driver, it was a it was a break from, you know, the everyday grind of, you know, holding a steering wheel and, mm-hmm. you know, so I, you know, I, on, on another, I heard you say about advice and stuff like that. I, I'm a I'm an owner operator too now and I hear a lot of new owner operators you know you run across like you said a lot of negative people uh, in this business I'll get out of it you know and you know I always sit there think back yeah maybe I should have turned left in Albuquerque uh, <laughs> on this job decision but you know I enjoy it and um, I always tell them you know you know Tomorrow, you know, today sucks. You know, today's not that great. But, you know, try to start every day with a, a fresh perception, uh, you know, with a fresh view and, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I try to encourage them. It's not easy, even being just a company driver. I mean, because it's lonely a lot of, you know. So, uh, anyways, I, you know, yeah. I have a lot of things like, you, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard the commercial back in the 80s or 90s. It was uh, American Negro College Fund of Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste. But yeah. I, I have a little bit different spin on that, is that a mind is a terrible thing to be alone with. <laughs> and it, it can That's make mountains one. out of molehills in milliseconds. 
So, yeah. anyways, I yeah. I enjoy driving it, and I've been doing it, and that's I probably don't see myself doing much of anything else. Yeah. But Dale, I kind of uh, agree with you, and uh, I feel pretty much the same way. Uh, it, it's it's really it's it's fun just to be out here, but it you do have your bad days, and the the bad players out here. Man, you can almost spot them a mile away. The, the longer you're out here, the, the more you realize the guy's not to talk to. But, boy, when you get a hold of one, especially when you're a young driver, it, it's tough. So, so like I tell everybody oh. that, that talks to us, thanks, thanks for calling in. And, uh, you know, look for those drivers that look like they're having trouble out there and, you know, see if you can help them. And, and just to continue the help after you're done with them, you know, make sure you tell them yeah. about our podcast. And, and, you know, thanks a lot for calling in and, and uh, sharing your yeah. story. Well, I anything else you want to add? One more thing? Yeah, I was going. What I have is, I mean, thanks to the modern technology, we got phones and texts, uh, you know, ability now. I have a network of about five or six drivers that work for the company I'm with that I that I call and we complain, you know, gripe a little. But I, I try to encourage, and I mean, it's a small network. But it's, you know, guys I talk to or text once a week, hey, what's up? You know, I got friends in Chicago, North Carolina, Alabama, uh, all over that I talk to and I try to encourage. And, I mean, I'm glad to hear that y'all want to give advice and encourage, you know. And, I mean, we all have our bad days. and We need some someone to vent on and, you know, and it makes you feel better when you finally – you know, get it off your chest, and you carry on, keep carrying on. So, yep. I mean, God, like I, I always say, one final thing, my office has three windows, two doors, and Hall's ass. <laughs> so, all right. Y'all have a good one. All right. All right. Thanks, Dale. Thanks. Yeah, Bye. that's what I was thinking when he was talking. You know, you can't beat that view out the office window from the – it's the driver's seat, one of the yeah. best views out there. Yeah, my my story actually is uh, – Actually, before we get to your story, Chad's back, so he wants to finish what you Yeah, doing. okay. All right, let's get we'll Chad back on Chad there. back, and then we'll get to your story. Hey, Chad. Yeah, so back. Hey, sorry, Chad. About, sorry about that. My phone dropped a call, but no. What I was saying is keep your old dash clean as possible. Uh, you'll see some guys driving down the road that have a mountain of trash in their dash. Those are the guys getting roadsided, like, all the time. And, it, and, and you'll right. ask them, don't you? They'll be in a truck stop. Man, I get roadside all the time, and I can't figure out why. Uh, also, two more things. One, if you're a truck old guy and you're not doing a bunch of stops and you're not really tight time, try to shower at least every other day. It makes a difference when you walk into places and you're clean and you look like you yeah. actually care about what you're doing. And unless you're trying to sport a dirty man chin strap, also hit the, hit the face with a razor, too. Uh, yeah. You know, we got plenty of people trying to imitate Billy Gibbons and Dusty Hall. Uh, yeah. So, but and then the last thing I want to bring up is something that uh, I think it needs to be addressed a little bit more often than it is: is the emergency bladder episode bottles for oh, the yeah. uh, children who are listening. I'll, to the new yeah. drivers that may keep one, uh, the best thing to use is an old washer fluid bottle. If you do use one. Step out of your truck, walk to the grass, pour it out. Keep bottled water in the truck and keep a little dollar thing of Dawn Dish detergent. You can buy at Dollar Tree. 
put the Dawn in there, pour about a half of the bottle of water in there, shake it up for about three or four minutes, and let it sit in there for a little while, and then go back out there to that grass and pour it out. So then if you do have a roadside and they get in the truck and the guy wonders what it is, he opens it up and takes a whiff of it, oh, it's Dawn. What do you use it for? Oh, I, I use I put Dawn in there and I throw it on the floor and scrub my floors. They don't got to know it's an emergency hey, bladder episode bottle. That's yep. right. Yeah, and please don't throw them out your window going down the road. That's that's yeah. the main thing to get from that is, you know, and have a little. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's like a pet peeve of mine. But uh, just a yeah. few things to to give the, the the young guys that are coming into the industry something to think about that not everybody's going to tell. Them. And if there's any yeah. trainees listening, and you don't think your trainer's showing you what they need to be showing you, i.e., use use a steering wheel holder for a bigger check, beat the pots and pants with your crazy people. If you feel you're not being oh. shown what to do, <laughs> oh my goodness, do, uh, Chad's in Arizona, do that. and I we live in Arizona, so we know that the signal goes in and out there. But uh, Chad, that was that was some great advice, uh, and we'd love for you to call back. Uh, on another show, or maybe even on this show, if you can get back in. But that's how it is out there in Arizona. We know. And what he was talking about towards the end there, we actually have one of our podcasts is uh, is talking about uh, trucking lifestyle, and that's some of the stuff we talk about on there is taking showers and and pee bottles. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, actually like um, one of the, our group members that's going to be on a little later in the show. He did a really good segment on this yep. trucking as a lifestyle part two is very entertaining and informative yep. Yep. so if you want to check that out or you want to recommend it to somebody it's letstruck.com slash audio road and the episode is trucking as a lifestyle part two and rick we have another caller on the line that great to share some That's advice cool. yes we have leo in maine hi leo hey leo hi how are you guys leo, can I, you I love the show Yes, I can hear you. Can uh-huh. you hear me? Um, Leo? I love... Yes, can you hear me? Mm. Can you hear me? Okay, Hello? well, maybe we can get him back a little later. But uh, why don't you go ahead with your story? Right, we'll my, you my story is a uh, fairly short story. I, I just... Basically, when I started trucking, the reason I started trucking was when I retired, I wanted to drive the country. And... Uh, so I thought, well, if I'm going to do it when I retire, why don't I just get me a job as a as a bus driver or a truck driver and, and travel the country like that? So I started looking for a job. I got one. I started driving. And my first, my second trainer, actually, but he was uh, actually I was on his truck within a couple of weeks after I started uh, my training. And uh, within the period of time it took for him to train me, we had gone to 44 states, and I just thought that was awesome. I saw things out there that, that uh, you know, I'd seen pictures of and stuff in the movies and things like that. And here I was driving down the road seeing this stuff. And then, you know, an actual, probably one of the coolest things that happened to me was uh, while I was headed back home, uh, full of uh, renewed joy over my trucking career, I ran into one of the uh, couples that was in the trucking school that I'd gone to. She passed me and, and uh, recognized the truck, so she looked and saw me in the truck, called me up on the phone, and we stopped at the next rest area and sat there and talked for like an hour. And I just thought that was one of the coolest things. I didn't realize how hard at that time it is to ever run across anybody you know out here. I mean, I've 
had people that I've run across since then, but it, it's, it's few and far between, you know, and it was really cool to run into somebody that had gone to school with and, and it, it just made uh, life kind of fun right then. So that's my story. I know it's not a great one, but. Okay. Uh, apparently Leo was on the line. Everybody else could hear him, but we couldn't. So, but it's kind of hard to talk to somebody that you can't hear. So, uh, sure what good. yeah, I'm, I'm going to try him one more time. See if we can hear him this time. Leo, are you there? Yes. Can you can you hear me this time? But we can't hear him. I don't know why we can't. Hello? Okay, okay. well, Leo, we apologize. Yeah, we but... can't hear you. Yes. Sorry. Ah. Okay. okay. So we're back on. So. Okay. Um, okay, Rebecca, what's going to happen is Rebecca's going to go live. She's going to talk to Leo since we can't hear him. So just give us one second. Rebecca, go ahead and pick up his – or sorry, Becky, go ahead and pick – we have two Rebeccas, and it's confusing. So Becky, the call screener, okay. go ahead and uh, pick up Leo's call and talk to him so everybody else can hear what he has to say. Okay. I've got Leo on the yes. line. So, Leo, you want to talk about no, we can't hear how okay. people yes. clean up – if they're cooking in the truck, correct? Yes. Well, first I want to thank you guys because this show is awesome. Uh, Kevin is taking us to Truck University. But many of us, we haven't been to all the previous uh, middle school, elementary, high school. So we, we, need, we need a lot to, a lot to catch up, and that's what this show I'm finding out. That's what I'm doing. I'm catching up to the guys that are in, in Truck University. Um, I like the show that your husband did about cooking, and my question is uh, if you can talk more. And also, when it comes to cleaning, it requires it require a lot of water, you know, doing the dishes. And you can please uh, tell me how you guys uh, manage to clean all all of all the all all the things after cooking. Uh, probably the easiest thing to do is, of course, use a lot of paper and plastic because you don't have to clean those. So that's an obvious, just when you're done, just chuck it out. Uh, the greatest thing ever invented is crock pot liners. So most people cook a lot in crock pots on the truck. So if you just go and get those crock pot liners, you just throw it in the crock pot. Everything goes in the liner. And so when you're done... You just lift out the bag and throw the mess away. And so then, to clean the crock pot, you just take a, a paper towel or something, a light, you know, uh, light rinse, and that's it. You don't even have to, I don't even take it inside. Um, I keep a bottle, a spray bottle of half Dawn dish soap, half water, and then a bottle of, a uh, spray bottle of just water. And just that alone will, um, uh, clean up any mess um also you know you can clean you can make some stuff before you hit the road kind of put it in baggies um and put it in the fridge or the freezer so that you just heat it up in the microwave again paper bowl paper plate throw it in the microwave and there's really not a whole lot of cleanup there got it got it thank you so much 
No, no problem. And um, the other one that I use, and then I'll let you go, is if you get those big tubs of like the Lysol wipes. Uh-huh. Awesome, because they have a little bit of bleach in them, and you can just pop one out at a time and run it over stuff. It's got the bleach in it. It'll sterilize it right up, and and you're good to go. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Leo. Hi, Leo. Sorry we didn't get to talk to you earlier, but we're back now. Hey, Becky, can you hear us? I can. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> I got I got concerned for a second. I was like, oh no. Okay, good. So we're we're back. Okay, so yeah, Leo. Okay. All right. Thanks for taking over there, Becky. Awesome. We appreciate it. No problem. All right. So now uh, we were doing your story. Oh, were you we're done with, I was done with okay. mine. All right, now it's my turn. Okay, so my story for my first year, it's a little mushy-gushy. So if you guys don't like, She's you know, girl. girly stories about how it was meant to be, uh, plug ears. But this is my story because this is what happened in my first year. I got into trucking because uh, I needed a job, so I went to truck school. And um, and I, I, got, I went through truck school, I graduated, and I – chose a, a large carrier as my first carrier to train me and I went over there and I had my first trainer I did not like him at all and I had the option to change trainers so that's what I did halfway through I changed trainers so I'm waiting at the terminal for my next trainer and I see this handsome guy walking in the building I'm like oh I hope this is my trainer and he didn't tell me this at the time but later he said oh he was thinking Oh, I hope that's my student. So it was it was kind of love at first sight. We met through the trucking industry. I was a trainee. He was a trainer. And uh, we never would have met otherwise. He was living in Washington. I was living in Tennessee. Our paths never would have crossed. But we met. He started training me. I felt in love with him right away. He said he fell in love with me right away but didn't want to believe that I liked him. It was all this. I mean, it could have been a TV movie, I swear. <laughs> but, yeah, we got together. We decided to start team driving. Uh, he already owned the truck, so that's how I got right in as the owner-operator because because of Rick. Uh, it was meant to be. We fell in love. We got married. We own a truck. We're on our second truck. Uh, and we've been together for almost six years. It'll be six years in February. Five and a half years. Well, we've been together for almost eight years, but we've been married for almost six years. So that's that's my story. Uh, I I apologize if it's a little mushy gushy, but that's how my first year went. Um, so trucking brought me my husband. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the next story of the show. Russ Morgan is gonna come on and share a story from his first year. Hey Russ. Hey Russ. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey, you, uh, you forgot to warn him about the uh, uh, that I that I'm a little colorful on that. Uh, Trucking lifestyle. <laughs> so, oh yes, full, uh, um, full disclaimer. Um, it's PG thirteen. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. It is. That's all right. We said it was. We said it was uh, entertaining and informative. And what's that's what I thought yeah, you were. It, yeah. Entertaining and informative. Hold. <laughs> yeah. Hold that was anything. that. Had, that was a fun show. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't hold anything back. I sure didn't. So, um, uh, my uh, first year. Um, 
I got to visit uh, a bunch of friends and a bunch of family members around the country. Uh, you know, Becky mentioned uh, uh, terminals all over the country. Well, you know, Stoddard had terminals all over the country, and uh, so uh, uh, I got to run to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and spend a day with uh, a longtime family friend. Uh, run up to um, Detroit and uh, visit a. Um, a uh, family member up there I hadn't seen in forever. As a matter of fact, I still stop in there and see him quite a bit. Uh, over into um, California and uh, you know spend about a day, day and a half with a family member. So you know that was you know in the first year. I mean, um, you know it was like a you know a little mini vacation here and there. You know going and visiting family members. Um, and then uh, of course now Becky and I have got to where. Uh, you know, we hit uh, uh, NASCAR all over the country. That's you know, it's kind of what we like oh, yeah. to do. Is uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we hit NASCAR all over the country, and we've been to you know multiple multiple tracks. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll uh, well, we'll pick up the phone, call Enterprise, they'll bring a car right to the truck. Um, you know, and we'll rent a car. Or now with uh, you know with Uber, um. You know, we'll get an Uber to come pick us up, uh, go to dinner, you know, or if I'm going to go uh, visit somebody and I can't get a truck over there, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, my, my first year was uh, – I, I mean, it was a, a party on the road. I mean, I went and visited everybody I could, uh, you know, go spend uh, – you know, even if it was just dinner. You know, at least I got to visit with them. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> That and of course she told you about the roller coaster story. So, yeah. um, so that wasn't actually your first year, yeah. though, right? It was our first year. Now the roller coaster story. Was, no, that, that was our first year. Te- that was our first year teaming. Yeah, yeah, okay. but um, yeah, my, yeah. Uh, but yeah, mine was mainly you know just getting to visit everybody I hadn't seen in uh, in forever. Of course, which we still do. Uh, you know, running around the country and we'll get someone pick up the phone and say, hey, let's go to dinner. You know, so. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when I when I was telling my story, I I forgot. I I did the same thing you did. I I got out and uh, I had uh, a daughter living in San, outside of San Antonio, my youngest daughter, and uh, I hadn't seen her for about three years. And I was able to see her while I was still training. I went to see my mother, my sister, my my nieces and nephews in Indianapolis that I hadn't seen in probably ten years. I forgot about that stuff. So you were, so you were just mentioning it. Yeah, so that's what I did also. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, that's uh. Yeah, you know, it's a wonderful thing. Stuff. Yeah. That and then uh, you know, um, man, I'll even bounce out and go to a movie. There's a couple of uh, matter of fact, there's a truck stop in Tennessee, and I, of course, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it's a pilot they just built there. Uh, anyway, I mean, you can literally spit and hit the movie theater that they built oh, yeah, right behind. Oh yeah, that's in McDonald, Tennessee. I go, we go there all the time. That's where. Exit twenty. Yep, yep, that's it. Mother, my, my parents live seven miles from that truck stop. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, that one's in McDonald's. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about at McDonald's. There's a one uh, on that farther north that's uh, the same way. On uh, I think it's on 75. Okay, so in mm, I don't, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's no, I don't think it's quite. Is it Knoxville? I don't know. You know what? I don't run that part of the country anymore, so my brains are not working that well. So, okay. but yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you mentioned uh, NASCAR. Um, that's that's one of the things that that we love to do. Yeah. We've been chasing NASCAR for years in the truck. Oh, so much fun! 
We had a dedicated run that ran from California to North Carolina. It ran past, let me see, one, that would be the Arizona track in Phoenix, two, well, the, the Texas Black, track. Montana track. And well, you can go there. It picked up before that. Well, yeah, but that was a different thing. I'm talking about the dedicated run. run. What was our first one? But the dedicated run went past the Phoenix track, the Texas track, Talladega. Uh, there was one more. Am I forgetting one? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. And it went by the Atlanta track. And then we delivered in Charlotte. Uh, we delivered in Charlotte. So we went to the Charlotte race a lot because that's where we delivered. So uh, we went to at least three Charlotte races. Our first uh, NASCAR live race was, was in Fontana. And that was all because we were driving a truck. I mean, I don't think we ever would have done that if we weren't driving a truck. Yeah. It's expensive to travel to all those tracks, you know, get hotels and all that stuff. Yeah. We don't have to do that. We just parked the truck, and we got our bed right there. We got everything we need. Oh, oh, exactly. Well, we uh, we went to the 50th anniversary of the Daytona 500. We drove our truck out there, and it needed some little piddly work. Uh, so we decided that we were gonna we stayed out there the whole, for Speed Week. So we threw the truck in the shop. That way, the motel was a tax deduction. The car was a tax deduction. Pretty much everything was a tax deduction except for the tickets. And and we stayed out there, and, you know, you know, for all of Speed Week, and just took a little vacation. Yeah, yeah. We, we did that. Uh, we, uh, a, a story kind of like that was that Fontana race we went to was right across, uh, right down the street from the terminal. We were with Warner, and there was a Freightliner there that had a really bad reputation. So I needed uh-huh. something a little done to the, to the truck. So I took it to the Freightliner and I said, "Hey, can you take a look at this? I don't remember what it was." And I, I knew they wouldn't get to it because I, I heard that it was taking weeks to get, uh, you know, simple things like an oil change out of there. And so it parked the truck there, and we actually took a taxi from from the race after the race was over to a hotel and then back over to the Freightliner. They didn't touch that thing. We just went back in, got the key, drove across the street to the terminal, picked up a load, and away we went after watching the race and spending the night at the hotel. We used them for parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were smart. I So you know – uh, you know where our yard was in Fontana, or you should, because um, you know our yard was right there. We walked to the track. Oh, that's right. And I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Tarzan hot. We had pit passes and everything. By the time we got to the track, didn't none of us want to walk into the pits. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we made the mistake of walking over there, and I, you know, it was just blazing hot. Yeah, but yeah, but it was fun. It was a, uh, you know, it was an evening race, and it, uh, it was definitely fun. Yeah. Okay, well, so, good stuff as usual from you, Russ. Your. Um, I got a question for you, Russ. Uh, when you go to yeah. NASCAR tracks, how do you usually park your truck? Do you go to truck stops? Can you park at the track? How does that usually work? Uh, well, you know, most of the tracks we go to are close to uh, our terminal, so uh, we'll go to a terminal, and uh, uh, well, you said Charlotte. Uh, we had uh, friends that lived in the Charlotte area, so we would make, uh, you know, they, and they love NASCAR, so they would come get us at our terminal. Um, but we have terminals all over the country, you know, Fontana, well, actually, they just closed the Fontana one, but um, all over the country, so a lot of times we just park at a terminal, and we'll catch a taxi or we'll catch whatever, and uh, – Right over there. Yeah. So, uh, but th- there's no reason why you couldn't, um, you know, park at the uh, uh, at the racetrack unless uh, unless it was like that Kansas one where it was raining like crazy. I don't think I'd have parked there. But, right. 
Yeah, there's, was no, there's no reason in the world why you yeah, – oh, yeah, that was real nasty. Remember, we used four-wheel drive to get out of there, if y'all yeah. remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Talladega, we, but, uh, uh, we checked on that, and they won't let a trailer come in there, but they will let you – you know, you can, of course, go in there and park your tractor. And Charlotte, believe it or not, Charlotte allows tractor and trailer parking. Yeah, we went there. There's no overnight parking. We went there one year with just the tractor, and then we found out you could park the trailer there. So the next year we went with the – and we uh, took the trailer also. Mm-hmm. Made everything real simple. Yep. yep. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the tracks do have truck parking. Sometimes it's just um, sometimes it's just I lost my train of thought. <laughs> sometimes it's just tractor. Yeah. Sometimes it'll bring your trailer. So what you want to do is you want to find the track phone number, call the track, see what kind of parking allowances they have. Uh, and you know if you can drop your trailer, bobtail down there. If you can't find a truck stop that's close by, you can get Uber, get a ride down there. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, you can figure it out. So what I would say the moral of the show is, is don't let your career put a stop to what you love to do. Do what you like to do exactly. while you're on the road. Yeah. You can yeah. make time for it. Do that in all different kinds of cities. Yeah. You can go to movies, uh, ball games, races, national parks, whatever it is you like to do. You can do it while driving a truck. Now, one of the guys in our group, Ed, uh, he, he goes to, to base to, uh, Baseball games, different baseball uh, fields across the country, just like we do with the NASCAR. He likes NASCAR too, though. But baseball is what he's trying to. Who doesn't like off. NASCAR? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah well, when y'all start when y'all start talking about parking trucks and trailers, uh, I go to dirt tracks a lot, especially Friday night and Saturday night, and uh, I can usually park a tractor trailer at a dirt track and go watch a dirt track race. You know, go watch sprint cars or whatever. So. But anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, that just triggered that I go to dirt track too. So, all right, okay. cool. Well, thank you very much for us, and we'll talk thanks, to you later. Thanks for us. Right, take care. Okay, take and once again, and once again, if you have a question, a comment, a topic, or a suggestion, press one, and we'll get you on the show. Oh, guess who we have on the line? Who do we have on the line? I Kenny. bet it's Kenny. Yes, Kenny cool. Long from Trucking with Authority has just called in. He wants to share with us. Oh, it's a disaster story. This ought to be fun. Hi, Kenny. How's it going? Hey, guys. It's going great. Thanks for having me on. Hi, Kenny. Yeah, thanks for calling. Well, I have, I have uh, some stories. You know, it's great to get out and see the country and visit friends. And eventually, when you get out here, you have friends across the country. As a matter of fact, Elizabeth and I are uh, on the road somewhat part-time now. We're running a fleet. But even every time we go out, in fact, just... Uh, a few hours ago, we met with somebody else. We uh, we met at the CMC, and you know, in fact, we've run into you all out on the road a few times. So that stuff is all yep, great. Right. We've seen a lot of sites. We've been to you know various parks and you know all the you know the great things to see out here on the road. That's all great, but sometimes there's the negative side, and that is, chances are in your first year, you will break something. And I will tell you, I broke a lot of stuff in my first year. And I remember, um, see, I never, I've never really worked for anybody. I've never been a company driver, so, so to speak. And I never went to driver school. I took the driving test, uh, the written test of the Secretary of State in Michigan. I took the driving test on the road uh, in a dump truck that my dad owned. And I hit the ground running, and I was doing heavy haul right off the bat at 18 years old. And 
of course, doing heavy hauls where it's 160,000 pound vehicles in and out of construction sites often. And I remember one particular time we're in a new construction site and there was a, some high curbs and I'm in there and tight with uh, cars parked on either side trying to make these turns. And I blew out six tires on one side of the trailer, popped, popped in over a curb. And believe me, I, I was, you know, somewhat working for myself, family business with my dad. And my dad wasn't pleased. I can tell you that. Um, and, you know, in that first year doing heavy haul, uh, we had really heavy equipment, high powered trucks, uh, 18 speed transmissions, things like that. And of course, it, when you're in that industry, it's 18 years old, it's cool to have, you know, a 700 plus horsepower, you know, super truck with the smoke billowing out of the stacks and all that stuff. I thought I was, you know, king of the walk. I loved it. But uh, that was great until the first year, for the first six months or so, I tore a transmission out of a truck about once a month. It was, you know, $3,000 repairs once a month for the first about six months on average. And uh, that was another one that, you know, dad wasn't real happy about. (laughs) So the thing is, I was always a hot rod back then. I was 18 years old and I was always in and out of these job sites quick and fast. And it's not something I learned until later. And my dad tried to push it on me then, but it's not something until I learned in the military later. And it's a term, it's uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So just take your time, and if you take your time, you don't break anything. And if you don't break anything, you get the job done faster, safer, and quicker. So that's what I've learned over the over the years, and what I wish I would have known that first year. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. I like that. So anybody hey, that's Kenny, out there getting much. started, I, I that's that's what I would recommend. Just take your time. Don't get discouraged because you know the negative things will happen. There'll be you know frustrating times when you can't get the trailer back into a dock. There'll be people you don't want to deal with, uh, irritating people out there. There will be jobs you don't want to go to, brokers and agents and customers you don't want to deal with, and a lot of frustrating. There's a lot of negativity in this industry as well, but just slow is smooth, smooth is fast, work your way through it, and you'll come out ahead, uh, and it'll be a positive overall. That's perfect. Okay. Thank you very much for calling in, uh, Kenny. Hopefully we can talk to you on another show. Absolutely, and thanks for having me on. Thanks, Joe, guys. All right. Bye now. All right, that was Kenny Long. He is the host of Trucking with Authority. That is also on the Audio Road Network. He is on on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We're going to talk about all the podcasts a little later. But he is a great show. Even if you are not looking to get your own authority right now or ever, it's a great show. I have no interest in getting my own authority. I'm happy where I am. We both are. But we love Kenny's show. He has great advice, even if even if you don't want to get your own authority. And so, he's a sharp guy. Yeah. So go check that show out. It's awesome. He has some good stuff. All right. So um, actually, I think we had one more thing. If I can get Becky back on the line. She wanted to talk about chasing half marathons around the country in the truck. Hey, Becky, you got another story for us? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, when I heard you all talking about NASCAR, kind of uh, jogged my memory. Um, I'm in a group called Truck and Runners, which is pretty self-explanatory. It's truck drivers that run. And a lot of us are able to do the different runs that we do because of the trucking. 
um, makes it really easy. Just get a load, you know, at your next race or or wherever. And uh, it's it's something that I wouldn't probably be able to do if I didn't have this job. Um, yeah. It allows, you know, if you've got a hobby like that, uh, let's say you scuba dive. Well, you know, get you a load to Florida or California if you like to fish. Maybe get a load to uh, Oregon, Washington, or somewhere on the East Coast. But look at how you can do your trucking lifestyle in your your hobby because it is a lifestyle. I mean, you're kind of living in this little box 24/7. Not not 365, but you're in here for two and three weeks at a time. So what you want to do is incorporate some of your hobbies and the things that you like to do within your within your trucking um, career, and that will help the time go by. It'll help you make new friends, and it will just make the whole experience that much better. And it'll make you feel like you have a life. Hmm. Yeah, and if yes. you're fortunate that, um, yeah, you can either look around around your area to see what's there, or uh, I said this on a past podcast. Uh, if you're if you're single, uh, what I would recommend that you do, unless you own your own home, I would get rid of your car, get rid of your apartment and just kind of live out on the road. You'll save money because you won't have that car payment or, or that rental payment. And then you can request home time at different locations of the country where stuff's going on. And you can just have a grand old time. Exactly, because you'll pay less in motel. If Even if you want to get out of the truck for a while, go, you know, go to a nice hotel. You'll still spend less than paying rent. And if you rent a car, well, then you can do a different car every time you want to do something like that. You're not putting miles on yours. Usually it's free mileage anyway. So uh, Enterprise will come pick you up in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So just go and get you a car. Um, Russ also reminded me um, if somebody is a ham radio operator, there's uh, groups for ham radio operators that are in trucks. So, you know, find out. Facebook is a good place to go. Find out if there's a a group that is in trucking and the other hobby that you have. And there's a lot of those out there, and they can make uh, the time go by, you know, very quickly. I know on my end there's truckers truckers to triathletes and truck and runners. Um, There's, like I said, ham radio truck drivers. I'm sure there's cycling truck drivers. Uh, whatever your hobby is, you can probably find it mixed with trucking somehow. Oh, and there's if you like to cook, there's big truck cooking. So there you go. There's just all kinds of stuff that you can do. Yep, yep. yep. Do uh, do just look around. Facebook has tons of groups. Look, search for the thing that you're interested in, and there's probably a Facebook group, and there's probably a Facebook group in that hobby that revolves around the truck. I would not be surprised. Just about any hobby, you could probably find a group of truck drivers that does it. Exactly. But that's okay, all I Becky. Had, so. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, we are getting close to the end of the show, so we're going to start to close it out here. Now, we have a couple minutes left, so if you press 1 right now and you have something you want to say, we'll, we'll get you on and, and let you share. Um, but, In the meantime, we... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I have to correct something. I made a mistake. I said Kenny Long was on Wednesdays. My apologies, Kenny. His show is on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. 
my fault. I thought when you said Wednesday, I thought it was Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. I didn't want to correct you on air, so good job correcting yourself. <laughs> no, and I was rough that corrected me. Thank you. Oh, Rob. was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We want to thank everyone in advance for, for listening to the show last tonight and uh, remind everyone to, you know, look around, find people that need help out there, uh, help them, direct them to our show, uh, have them, let them become part of what's going on here with, with our thing. Um, you can find all of our podcasts at, at lessstruck.com slash audio road. And if you have any questions, you can find us on Facebook. Search for Trucking 101 on Audio Road. Like our page and ask us a question there. You can also leave comments or topics on, on topics and, or, and suggestions. Uh, you can also reach us through Let's Truck at 855-800-FUEL or email support at letstruck.com. Yeah, and that's anybody that has any questions, comments, topics, concerns, suggestions, um, we're looking to help new drivers, and we're looking for people who want to help new drivers. So if you're experienced and you want to help, please let us know. Facebook, Let's Truck, whatever way you want to contact us. And uh, and then I want to go ahead and mention uh, some of the other podcasts that are on the Audio Road Network. Um, tomorrow night. And every Sunday night, actually, except for tomorrow night, he actually put out a post that he won't be on tomorrow night. But catch him next Sunday night. Mike and Kevin Beckett do Rolling Toe. You can call in at 347-673-1067. That's at 9 p.m. beginning next Sunday because he's taking his, actually, it's his 50th anniversary. So he's taking the day off. Good for him. Uh, Tuesdays, got it right that time. Kenny Long does Trucking with Authority at 7 p.m. You can call in at 646-668-2277. And on Wednesdays is Rico Muhammad. He does Race and Lanes at 7 p.m. You can call in at 347-677-1799. Now, even if you're a new driver and you have no desire at this point to become an owner-operator, these are good shows to listen to. They're very informative, and they'll teach you about the trucking industry. And any time is a good time to learn. And Off Nation Health is on Wednesday at 1 p.m. If you're interested in, in talking and learning about health. Uh, and then Kevin Rutherford does his normal podcast uh, on Monday and Tuesday at and if you want reminders for all of the Audio Road Network shows, you can text the word LISTEN to 99,000 in the U.S., and it is uh, 76,000 if you're in Canada. And we'd like to leave with a quote from one of our favorite best-selling authors, like we do each week. Love what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. Good night. We hope you'll join us next week, Saturday at 8 p.m. If you're listening to this podcast on a recording recording. and you want to catch the live show, you can call 718-766-4878 on Saturday at 8 p.m. And if you want a text reminder, text LISTEN to 99,000 in the U.S. or 76,000 in Canada. Thank Thank you very much, guys. Good night. Good night.